Psalms 127 says this, If God doesn't build a house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and work your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Don't you see that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb is his generous legacy? Like a warrior's fistful of arrows are the children of vigorous youth. Oh, how blessed are you parents with your quivers full of children. Your enemies don't stand a chance against you. You'll sweep them right off of your doorstep. This psalm is all about work, but more specifically, it's the work God does on our behalf. It's the work that God does behind the scenes. Eugene Peterson says it like this, Work is a major component in most lives. It is unavoidable. It can be either good or bad. An area where our sin is magnified or our faith matures. For it is the nature of sin to take good things and twist them ever so slightly so they miss the target to which they were aimed, the target of God. Work can either be good or it can be bad. I think there's two extremes when it comes to work. One extreme is overwork. We call that workaholism. The other extreme is laziness, doing no work at all. One of those extremes says, I can't trust God, so I have to do all of it myself. The other extreme forgets that God is ultimately our boss. He's our supervisor. He's the one that rewards. I believe Psalm 127 gives us a better way. Now, we do our part. God does his part. And God works. He works hard. Proverbs 22 says, Observe people who are good at their work. Skilled workers are always in demand and admired. They don't take a back seat to anyone. You know, the Bible encourages us to work hard, to be hard workers, to be diligent in our work. You know, unfortunately, too many, though, uh, don't have boundaries or healthy boundaries when it comes to work. In Genesis, we see that God gives us a great pattern for work. Genesis 1, it says that he created each day a week of work. And the first day he created, and he rested. And the second day he created, and he reflected, and he saw that it was good. And he gives us this pattern for life, right? We work and we rest. We work and we rest. In fact, he gives us a pattern for the week also. Six days on, one day off. It's called Sabbath. Uh, Leviticus tells us, Yet God says, You shall do no work at all. It shall be a Sabbath of complete rest to you, and you shall humble your souls. And God is saying that if we wait until the work is done, it will never be done. And we'll never rest. And eventually we'll get sick. And it'll be more harmful to us than good. Because uh, it'll never be done. So even in the middle of the work, we have to learn to stop and to rest. So he works and he rests. He gives us a pattern for six days on, one day off. He even gives us a pattern for a month. You know, we see the moon, the cycle of the moon. It reminds us of that pattern for the month. And then for the year, he encouraged the people of Israel to have different times of the year. They have celebrations. And they would remember what's important. And they would reflect on uh, life. And they would remember that God is God and they're not. And how he rescued them and how he saved them. And that's the pattern God invites us into when it comes to work. He asks us to be a part of that. To be diligent and to work hard and to do our best. Because at the end of the day, when you worked your best, you go to sleep knowing you did your best that day. More money doesn't make everything better. Chasing success doesn't always bring happiness. In fact, in an article published by the Journal of Career Assessment, they said this, Success does not lead to happiness as often as happiness leads to success. How do we live from happiness and allow success to come from that place? How do we do this? I believe there's two parts in this psalm that would help us to see this. The first is that God is the center. In fact, out of the 15 songs of sin, uh, this one is right in the middle. Right? The Lord is at the center. I think this psalm and all the psalms are indications of that God is he's trying to teach us skills, but to always remember that God is center. He's in the middle of it all. Uh, so that's the first thing. It starts with God. If God doesn't build a house, right? If he's not a part of it, we miss out. Following Christ will transform us from consumer that uses work to get things into a builder or a partner with God who works alongside God for the benefit of others, for the benefit of all. 
It's really what scripture is pointing to is using our lives to help others. You know, Harvard researcher Sean Eggert said this, that people who survive stress the best are the ones who actually increase their social investment in the middle of stress, which is the opposite of what most people do. So it turns out that social connections are the greatest factor in studying happiness. And the psalm tells us that. It's, it's the fruit of our, our, our labor, right? It's, it's the relationships that we cultivate. Now, one researcher, he asked kids, if you had one wish that could change the work life of your parents affected the family, what would that wish be? And this is what the kids said. Their answer was, they wish their parents were less stressed and less tired. They find that burnout is non-existent in places and work environments that's attached to a calling. You should turn your work into a calling. You are called, I am called to bring heaven to earth everywhere we go. Essentially, calling is partnering with God to redeem and to use our time to bring more of Him in that environment. Can you imagine if you saw your work as a calling? that you were partnering with God every day, every single day, to do your best, but then also to help others and encourage others and love others. I think it would change radically if we understood as long as to work hard. As Jesus followers, we should be the hardest workers, and we should be, like this, the Proverbs said, the best at what we do, and work hard to become the best, because it reflects who God is. But we should also trust Him in taking breaks and resting. When it comes to work, work-life, home-life balance, you really have to ask the question, what do I really want? Because the truth is, if you don't decide for yourself, Somebody else will decide for you. I'm going to end with one more quote from Eugene Peterson. He says this, The main difference between Christians and others is that we take God seriously, and they don't. We really do believe that He is the central reality of all existence. We really do pay attention to what He is and what He does. We really do order our lives in response to that reality and not to some other. Paying attention to God involves a realization that He works. He does. He's working on your behalf. He's working on my behalf. Let's learn to get in a rhythm, because when we get in a rhythm, we'll be able to go a long distance. And ultimately, that's the pattern God set for us, because He wants us to be to live in a sustainable way, that we don't burn out, that we don't overwork, that we don't put our focus in the wrong place. So today, I would challenge you: and work hard, and then learn to rest, and enjoy your Sabbath.